Our great example and instructor in prayer is the Lord Jesus Christ. In God's Word, we find everything we need to develop a life of prayer. Join Scott Pauley today as we study the Bible together. What is the greatest thing you could pray for those you love today? We've come to the end of John chapter 17, this great high priestly prayer of Jesus for His followers. And notice how Jesus concludes His prayer. In John chapter 17, beginning in verse number 24, Father, I will that they also whom Thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which Thou hast given me, for Thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known Thee, but I have known Thee, and these have known that Thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Jesus ends his prayer with one final prayer request. The ultimate, the pinnacle of prayer. What is it? He prayed that those he loved would have the love of God in them. That they would begin to understand how much God loved them they would begin to understand the love of God that was in Jesus Christ. That they would begin to love God in response. And out of the overflow of that, love others. He ends with the love of God. He doesn't do that because the love of God is least. He does that because the love of God is the greatest. It was Henry Drummond that once wrote of 1 Corinthians 13, the great love chapter of the Bible, that God's love is, and I quote, the greatest thing in the world. It is the greatest thing in the world to know the love of God. It's why the Bible calls charity the bond of perfectness. It's why Jesus said to His disciples, By this shall all men know you're my disciples when you have love one for another. It's why the greatest of these is charity. Why? Because the love of God is the epitome of it all. Some people have suggested that his prayer ends here uh, by saying we're praying everybody gets to heaven. I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am. And yet, uh, that's a prayer that you don't have to pray. Those who come to Jesus, uh, Jesus is going to keep and take to heaven. This is Christ talking to his Father here. He's going to get his prayer answered. Uh, But the part of the prayer that is emphasized is not a place. It is the love of God. It's not something you have to wait for to the end of life. It's something you can enjoy now. The emphasis is on the love of God. As a matter of fact, he even says in verse 24, he said, Thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. He's saying, Father, I want my followers to know something of the love you and I have enjoyed from eternity past. We've always lived in this love. Now I want them to live in this love. And I want this love to flow through them into the lives of other people. This is the way his prayer ends. It ends with the love of God. Sometimes we treat the love of God like it's the shallow end of the pool. It's it's the beginning of Christian graces. And so, you know, we learn that as a child. We sing, Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. But then we move on from that to more mature, greater things. My brother, my sister, there is nothing greater than the love of God. It's why in another prayer of the Apostle Paul, he prayed that they would know the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of God which passeth knowledge. You see, to enter into the love of God, 
and to realize more and more of God's love. This is the meaning of growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. It's the perfection of every other thing. It is, it is the knowledge of the God who is love. And this is the greatest thing you can pray for those you love. Do you love them? Then pray they'll begin to understand the love of God. That they'll begin to love the Lord for themselves and that the love of God will become a living reality in their lives. This is the ultimate prayer request in this family prayer. Many, many years ago, there was a, a famous preacher by the name of Richard Baxter. Baxter was quite a, a Bible teacher and Bible preacher. He went to a certain village to pastor a church. And he wanted so much to see God move and work in that place. And he preached and taught and labored and nothing happened. No one was saved. No one responded. He got so burdened. And God led him to begin to meet in homes individually with every family in his church. He would go into a home. He would sit around the dinner table with them. And he would open the Bible. He would read the Bible with them and have a prayer. And then he would do two things. Number one, he would go around the table and he would ask every person to tell their salvation story, how they came to faith in Christ. And Baxter said the first thing he recognized was that many people who were in the church were not in the family of God. And so he had the privilege of leading many of those people to the Lord Jesus. And that was the first step. They've got to know God. Remember, John 17 begins there. But then he went a step further and he said, does your family read the Bible and pray together? And he said, by and large, the vast majority of those families never did that. And so Richard Baxter set in motion in every family in his church a family altar. He challenged them to read the Bible together and then to pray together and to pray for one another. Baxter later testified that in a matter of months, the church building was absolutely filled. That people were being saved and baptized and added to the church. And where did it start? It started in families and it started when people began to pray. I want to challenge you again to take John chapter 17, this great family prayer, and make it a prayer model, a pattern in your family. Pray this for those you love. Make this your own. It is the greatest thing you can do on earth, and it's the greatest thing you can do for those you care about. There was a minister who died several years ago, a man that was widely known for his preaching. And his widow was standing at the head of his casket, when hundreds of people filed by to pay their last respects. And a certain man came by and he said to this precious elderly woman, Oh, we're going to miss your husband's sermons. She began to weep. This is what she said. That's not what I'm going to miss. She said, I'm going to miss his prayers. When I heard that story, my own heart was so convicted because I wonder, would anyone miss my prayers? Would anyone miss your prayers? If today you were gone from your family, if today you were gone from this world, you could do nothing else for your family, what would be the one thing your family would say about you and your ministry to them? Would they say, he prayed for us? She prayed for us? Would they miss your presence? Would they miss your personality? Would they miss your possessions? Or would they miss your prayers? I'll tell you, when the Lord Jesus left His disciples, He had prayed so much for them and taught them so much about prayer, I'm convinced uh, that His prayers rang in their heart and mind. As a matter of fact, do you remember in Luke 24, the resurrected Christ had dinner with two disciples on the road to Emmaus? And the Bible says when He bowed His head and began to bless the food, their eyes were opened and they recognized Him. I've often thought, I don't know this for sure, but I've often thought, I believe it was His prayer that gave Him away. 
See, no one says Father like the Son. And I think when he started to pray, immediately they recognized of that prayer life because it was unique. It was the prayer life of the Son of God. And I want to say for all of us who are God's children, who are members of this family, may the Lord teach us to pray like our elder brother. May the Lord teach us to pray like the perfect Son of God. May the Lord Jesus teach us to pray so we can enter into the presence of the Father and find both for us and those we love everything that we need. Lord, teach us to pray. Thank you for joining us for today's study. We deeply appreciate your prayers for this work and hope that you'll visit our website, scottpauley.org, where you'll have an opportunity to invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Our prayer for you is that with Christ, you will enjoy the journey.